I don't know. Have you ever scored from a corner, Karen? Have you ever taken a corner? I've never. Absolutely not. I only give them away. Okay, let's talk about the Irish bias. Keep up to date with the latest WSL action and the biggest interviews. Subscribe to the Koi Gig podcast stream on the OTB Sports app now. Now you're welcome back. So we're talking Cheltenham day one. John Duggan, come in. Yes, Joe. Good evening. Ass, we got you now. We got you now. So you're still very much there. Last man standing by the looks of uh, your, your, your background in the media tent. They're all packing up for the day. Ah, Joe, look, this is what it's all about. It's all about, um, like, I wouldn't stop anyway, to be honest, because there's so much to get through from today and then looking ahead to tomorrow. So we're on pure adrenaline. No worries there. Mm. So this, if you take last year behind closed doors and 2020 being very associated with the arrival of COVID and the question marks over the uh, festival continuing, this is the first time Cheltenham's looked like Cheltenham since about 2019, which is a long time. 68,567 souls, Joe letting probably two years of pent-up feelings about Cheltenham exhale today. Uh, when Honeysuckle went up the hill and crossed the line to win the champion hurdle, I heard a sound I rarely hear at sporting events, that crackling sound of a crowd, and it's rare that I would hear that. And that's how deafening the roar was when, uh, when Honeysuckle came through for Rachel Blackmore. I think the story everybody wanted, obviously there's a bit of money uh, behind that uh, in the ring, because that's where the, the action there happens. But... Look, it was uh, two years ago. We know it shouldn't have happened. It was a very worrying time. It was a strange time last year. It was behind closed doors, as you say. And there was a touch of the roaring 20s about today. There was definitely a touch of um, people just hanging off the rafters, even if they weren't doing so. But in their minds, there was people rushing through the gates here at 10 o'clock this morning. There was a real verve and excitement and buzz for Cheltenham today. So Honeysuckle and Rachel Blackmore, I think it's fair to say, we're talking about quite the duo here. Unbeaten in 15 races, they have retained the champion hurdle. We'll come to Blackmore in a moment because I know you spoke to Rachel Blackmore. But for Honeysuckle, uh, presumably retaining a champion hurdle and this unbeaten 15 race record elevates her into a pretty rarefied atmosphere. Just how special now is uh, Honeysuckle after today? Very special, Joe. The first ever mayor to retain a champion hurdle. I would say our best mare since Dawn Run. And Dawn Run won the champion hurdle in 1984 in the Gold Cup two years later and has become the only mare to ever, an only horse to ever win the champion hurdle Gold Cup double for Honeysuckle to go back to back. I think it's the unbeaten aspect as well. She won her point and now she's won 15 under rules. And she is so versatile. She's won over two and a half miles and she went back to two miles for this champion hurdle last year. And I think the race today, Joe, was stronger. She's stronger opposition against her. And I think that the horse, the mare and the jockey uh, are in complete simpatico. You know, there's the, the, the way Rachel rode the horse, she trusted the horse to deliver for her. So Honeysuckle was quite wide early on. And then when they got to the top of the hill, she went inside and she was waiting for a gap. And eventually the gap came. And once the gap came, she just stormed through the gap and she used her turn of foot around the bend. And then when she got to the last hurdle, the race was over. And I really was impressed by the way, the way she powered up the hill uh, to win uh, for the second year in a row. So um, once again as well, I didn't even think, only when I was actually just kind of putting a few notes together in the last half hour, I never even thought, Joe, about breaking glass ceilings or any of that kind of talk uh, this year. It's just the fact that Rachel Blackmore is riding supreme with confidence and uh, she's got a horse under her that she really believes in and, and Henry de Bram had a great training performance because he was under pressure because he hasn't had the most prolific of seasons winners wise so uh, Rachel is at the top of her game and, and she knew she was on the best horse and that was the way the horse uh, delivered for her and that's the way the race transpired 
you managed to grab a few words with Rachel Blackmore after the win. So here she is. And if you're just listening on the radio, she seems to be running from uh, race to changing room or in the midst of the the uh, afternoon. So here's John speaking with Rachel Blackmore. Have a listen. Incredible. Uh, she's a phenomenal mayor. Uh, we're, we're so we're also lucky to be involved with her. Fantastic to have Kenny Alexander here today. And uh, yeah, brilliant to have the crowd as well. How are you feeling going into the race? Uh, I was actually really looking forward to it. Obviously, you know, um, there's a lot of pressure when you when you're riding an unbeaten favourite in the champion hurdle. Um, but yeah, I, I was looking forward to it. Like she's, I have a lot of confidence in her deep down, I suppose, because she, uh, I, I just know what she's capable of, and uh, yeah, it's brilliant. How did the race compare to last year? Um, I suppose halfway round, I wasn't as happy. Um, I was a little bit wider than I than I would have liked. Um, but I just feel like no matter what the conditions, um, you know, she, she seems to just pull it out of the bag. Last year there was no crowd. Did you hear the crowd as you came up the hill? Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's incredible, it really is. Um, and like the whole way walking back down in the chute, um, <coughs> Chloe and Coleman walked her back down as well. And like the three of us were just, were just buzzing, it was class. And the feeling then here in the winner's enclosure then? Oh, unbelievable. It's a special place to walk back into any time of the year, but to walk back in with that crowd, uh, you know, the whole way around you is, is very special. Your family are here as well. Yeah, it's brilliant to have them here. Um, and there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of people uh, get enjoyment out of it. And uh, yeah, it's fantastic. Just a word about Henry de Bromhead. Yeah, look incredible. I don't know, like to, to produce her the way he does every day, it's pretty phenomenal. Uh, you know, we know what he did last year. He's an exceptional trainer and I'm very lucky to be riding on his team. Finally, the mayor herself, what a horse, never been beaten. Yeah, she's incredible, uh, incredible. So, uh, yeah, we're all very lucky. You did well to get the one-on-one, John, because uh, in the video, certainly, she's very politely answering your questions, but she's also woman on a mission. Like, I have to get going here. I've got other stuff to do. So at that stage, she was right in the midst of the afternoon. Nobody could get her after the race because she came out quite late because there's a race actually straight afterwards. Okay. Uh, so the only people who got her were ITV and Racing TV. And then she fell. Uh, she was brought down in the following race on Tell Me Something Girl. So she's a bit sore. And then I just managed to grab her. And uh, it's a bit like uh, Tiger Woods in any interview where you got two minutes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's all you have. No, and you did. Uh, make sure you get a ride. So. You did well. You did well. So she had six winners last year, was the leading rider of the festival. How is the rest yes. of her week shaping up then? Well, I, I think the thing about today is that Henry de Bromhead's yard has shown itself now in, in to be a decent order because that was the question mark. So she rides at Plutar in the Gold Cup on Friday. And a Plutar was very impressive at Haydock earlier in the season, then beaten just to an, a short head by Galvin and the Irish uh, three-mile chase at Leperstown at Christmas. So this is a positive sign, I think, for Rachel and a Plutar on Friday. So I'd expect her to have another couple of winners. Um, it was a strange day, Joe, in that there were four UK winners and three Irish winners. So um, the home team are back, as it were, because it was getting a bit embarrassing. Um, and it's important that British ha- Britain has a strong representation here of winners because there's 12 times the population. It's on terrestrial television. It's on ITV. Mm. And those winners were uh, Constitution Hill uh, in the Supreme Officers Hurdle, part of a double for Nicky Henderson, the trainer, and they go to Wanville. The jockey, the other horse that they won on was... Uh, Marie's Rocket 18 to 1 chance in the Mare's Hurdle and the other English winners Edward Stone in the Arkle Chase and then a Scottish winner of the Ultima Handicap Chase Carrick Rambler for Lucinda Russell the trainer a good ride by Derek Fox the other two Irish winners Joe were Brazil a 10 to 1 in the Juvenile Handicap Hurdle beat a Gaelic Warrior the hot shot by a short head and then Statler 
took the Amateur Riders National Hunt Chase for jockey Patrick Mullins and uh, trainer Willie Mullins. That was an aid of the Ukraine appeal for the British Red Cross. And uh, the jockeys wore the flag of Ukraine on their armbands today. And obviously it's not far from people's mind amid all the enjoyment. I have a clip here of Willie Mullins, actually. So he was talking after eventually, you know, in at the last with the winner. So here's Willie Mullins. Gentlemen will have to look into that. You know, maybe the the good horses are scaring away the other horses. I don't know, but it's something that probably the you know there were very few runners today altogether, and that seems to be a trend during the week. So that'll have to be looked at. I think it's hard to know. I mean, it's just a clip. I wasn't entirely sure. We played it in the news round. You might be able to shed some light in it. Is he talking about the handicapping there, or what's your read on what uh, well, Mullins I, is talking about? I, 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 I haven't heard the interview in yeah. full, Joe, but I would expect that it might be to the fact that the race Dattler won only had six runners. The yeah. race got upon Deschamps in on Thursday only has four runners. Uh, the first race, the Supreme Novice Hurdle today, only had nine runners. So there are races with over 20 runners. There's a couple with over 20 today, but that's the uh, issue with the four-day festival. I suppose it's only kind of topical, Joe, because they're talking about a five-day mm. festival at the moment. It's not going to happen next year, but it could be on the cards for 2024 onwards. When you're seeing a record crowd today, 68,000 people coming through the gates, when the Gold Cup's been sold out since January, when Thursday's also sat out, it's a bit of a no-brainer for the bean counters to say, look, why don't we have a fifth day like Royal Ascot, make this a Saturday uh, festival and uh, pump millions and millions of pounds into the jockey club and the British racing economy but from a quality point of view there is a dilution mm. So uh, does today because oh, in advance of the festival the general sense was that there would be more Irish winners than British winners does today change that viewpoint significantly? No it doesn't because Constitution Hill and Edward Stone were both favourites and they would have been expected to do very well so I actually think those horses winning was a good thing for the home team. No, I'd expect more Irish winners okay. than uh, British winners. It's 2015 was the last time there was a, a home win. Let's talk day two then, the champion chase. So Nicky Henderson, Shishkin is the five to four on favourite. I see Willie Mullins has the next two in the uh, betting. Henry de Bromhead has Envoy Allen, Rachel Blackmore on board. So your your thoughts on the champion chase tomorrow, John? It's going to identify a great champion, Joe. It's going to be a great race at half three, two miles. Uh, no prisoners taken, really. Uh, they got to jump at speed. They got to jump well, the horses. Um, there was a race there at Ascot recently, which Shishkin beat an Ergaman in on kind of deep ground. And it was a real great battle. It was like a harking back to the, the days of the great two-mile chasers, like Badsworth Boy and, you know, uh, masterminded in that. But... Uh, there's always there's always a suspicion that a, a race can leave a mark, and I don't think that's been talked about in advance of this champion chase tomorrow. That that could race could have you know left a mark on Shishkin and an Ergaman. Like an Ergaman is a very good jumper, and that's what Paul Town and his jockeys is going to try and do use his jumping. Um, Shishkin has got to turn a foot, a bit like his former uh, stable mate Altior, who won the champion chase. So. Shishkin will look to pounce off the front runners when they come around the bend and down the hill uh, as they approach the final fence. Shakin Persois is a really, really good horse and he's been brilliant in Ireland, especially at Punchestown. He's won at Leopardstown, but when he's gone away from home, he's disappointed. He was only third in this race last year when a hot favourite. He went to Sandown earlier this season and, and flopped. But uh, with raw material and with talent, he has a lot of talent. And if he, if he produces his best, he can definitely challenge the, the front two. I can see... No winner beyond the three of them. Last year's winner put the kettle on. I think the, the race this year is a better race and she hasn't had the best of seasons. Um, Nube Negra, I think, is a horse probably suited to flatter tracks. And last year's race didn't have a lot of pace in it. So I can see Shishkin and Ergaman or Shaq and Persuad winning. I think the, the question marks are, Joe, 
did that race leave a mark on Chishkin and an Ergaman? And can Shaq and Persuas deliver finally? Because it's going to be his last chance as a 10-year-old in a champion chase. Um, Shishkin has won at the festival twice. And I think if, if he's right, if Shishkin is right and if he jumps well, I think he'll win. Yeah, OK. Other storylines of note at a glance. Uh, the first race tomorrow, Sir Gerhard for William Mullins is an 8-13 to favourite. And then, of course, 10 past four, Tiger Roll, 12 years of age going again probably a, a farewell really looking for what a sixth Cheltenham Festival win uh, yeah I had it down as five here but you, you might actually would be yeah it would be six wouldn't it because he's had five victories so far so he won a triumph hurdle he won a four mile chase and he's won three cross country so you're right it would be six it's going to be his last race this is going to be it 12 years of age He's a specialist over these um, unique types of obstacles in the cross-country chase. Gordon Elliott hasn't had a winner yet. Obviously, he's back this year. Um, he's been a brilliant horse. He's won two Grand Nationals. And I think, a bit, a bit like Honeysuckle, he'll be the story of the day tomorrow. Whatever happens in the champion chase, which will be a great race. There's also the bumper, which is uh, a race for all these horses with unbelievable potential that they have yet to uh, completely show uh, so it's 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 the great talking race at the festival mm. Joe it's the one you have the late night phone calls about and the whispers and who's working well on this and Facile Vega the son of Qua Vega American Mike Redemption Day are just uh, three horses to name there that are all going to be you know well uh, forward and have a great chance of winning I think the three mile chase is also excellent tomorrow the, 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 the novice chase Brave Man's Game Hoist in York Cavodano Fury Road La Presse there's a really good racing tomorrow and Sir Gerhard as you mentioned there going over two and a half miles has a lot of speed and uh, it'll be exciting to watch so I think it's a good car tomorrow and that's uh, one to get your teeth into if you're enjoying it on the TV or uh, if you're in the traffic Cantons and betting responsibly very good. John, we'll let you go and watch events at Old Trafford, I suspect. Thanks a million. All right, Joe. Take care of yourself. All right, John. Talk to you tomorrow. John Duggan at Cheltenham here and off the ball and very much involved on OTBAM as well across the morning from half past seven, our daily breakfast show and all our social channels.